Welcome to the Coffee with Creators podcast, a casual conversation with creators about life and experiences. I'm your friend and your host, Michael. Father's Day is right around the corner, so naturally the topic is all about parenthood as a creator. I invited Kevin Ross and Landon, by the way, to talk about the ups and downs of the best job in the world. This episode was pre-recorded a few months in advance, so if we say anything that's not exactly current, well, you know why. Happy Father's Day to all the dads and to all the parents out there. Know that we truly appreciate all that you do. Um, Landon and, and Kevin, thank you for being on the podcast today. Appreciate your time. Um, how are you guys doing today? Good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Is there a yeah, delay? Ready I feel to rock like faces. Like a long pause there. <laughs> <laughs> there well, but I think, well, I, I will say it probably was a natural for me just to let Landon go first. I don't know. So oh, maybe we could ride with it to see how it all goes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I can always clean it up in editing. But, um, so I have a, a two special guests today with me on the podcast. And one is Kevin Ross, who, Admittedly, I was so ashamed to, to, to tell him this morning that I've known him on social media. And when I say I, I know him, um, he's always been interacting with me. We've been interacting on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube for the last three years that I've been doing this. And unfortunately, I just realized today, this morning, that I wasn't even following him on his uh, YouTube channel. And it's really interesting because the reason why I really like Kevin is because whenever I talk about topics that pertain to my kids or family like he's the person that i remember who also is very passionate about that stuff and so i was very excited to invite him over to this uh this little discussion that we're having not a discussion but this conversation that we're having today about you know being a parent and a creator and i think he has a lot a lot to share i'm here and i'm primed to listen and to learn and also landon landon by the way is back in the podcast he's a uh, a fan favorite in the Coffee with Creators podcast. So he's also very busy. And earlier today, I was just um, telling him how much I appreciated his latest episode on his new podcast, which is Studio Talks. So he had a really great guest. You guys should listen. Um, check out his podcast. Really great. Really inspiring. Actually, definitely got me through the kind of murky morning today so that was great landon and kevin <laughs> thank you for being here kevin if you don't mind um can you introduce yourself a little bit uh to the audience so that they're a little more familiar with what you do yeah of course um so i mean the easy answer for i think all of us is that or at least for the majority of us we're we're entrepreneurs and so outside of the creative space i am a healthcare provider so i'm a nurse so i am a clinician and i own a healthcare consulting company that i started many years ago and i even started that company with my my kids teenagers currently but at the time like babies and toddlers like at my feet like started that company at my dining room table um but as far as like pivoting over to and we can kind of touch on a little bit about what i do as a healthcare uh, consultant but as a creative i do have a youtube channel i'm primarily talking about tech these days and really helping people make a buying decision I had spent a, a lot of time like really discovering cameras and audio and podcasting for years. I used to podcast. I started podcasting in 2011. So I'm definitely probably the grandpa of the group. You know, I got my Sanka, you know, right here. So, I mean, it's like, what's Sanka? It's, it's actually just water. I just, I love these like retro decaf coffee cups. But I had transitioned into recommending more tech 
uh, related to video editing, audio editing, and now I seem to be sort of a shill for Apple these days. Um, but, but my whole thing is like, I want to help people and I want to help them save time. And my whole thing is like investing in the tech, the software, the gear for time, because as a parent, I need more time. Oh yeah. That's definitely something we can all relate to. And I think that's one of the struggles with, you know, being a parent and it being in this industry, in this industry, in this trade that we, we are all in, it takes a lot of time in the background. And so what I'm trying to say is that I'm not trying to take away from all the other stuff, all the other careers or jobs out there. Any Anything takes time. Anything that's worth anything takes a lot of time and effort. But the problem is, and you guys can, can, can chime in because I feel like the problem in our industry is when we create something, we make it look so easy. And everyone, uh, everyone that I encounter, are, they're always saying, oh, your job is so easy. All you have to do is hit record or take pictures and that's it. And I'm like, it's a lot more than that. You know, it's, it, it takes so much more than that. <laughs> and so time is one of those things that are very, um, it's, it's, I need more of those basically. And as, as a parent, yeah, you're, you're definitely, that's one thing you are losing a lot of time. But how do you feel about this, Landon? I know you have two beautiful kids, by the way, congratulations. Your, your wife just, uh, gave birth to your second, um, baby girl, right? Yeah. Your second. Yeah. How do you feel? Baby about girl. This? Yeah. We got one of each now. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, how do I feel about being a parent in general or what, what do you mean? Yeah. Being a parent and also like doing this whole, uh, consecration thing and every, every other, uh, hustle that you, that you have, I know you, you're doing a lot and that from, from just, yeah, like, I from mean, that perspective, I feel like yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I, I still feel like almost like an 18 year old that just happens to have two kids, you know, like I'm trying to keep up with like what's hip and what's cool on, you know, social media. Um, but simultaneously, I also just feel like an old fart cause I have children now, you know? And so it's been such a funny, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's been so interesting trying to balance everything and, uh, still be a father. Um, but still have enough energy to like pull out my phone and like do a quick Instagram story or make an Instagram reel, you know? Um, yeah, I feel like, I, it's just it's just such a weird time to be alive because there's so many different formats, so many different mediums that you can create content on and consume content. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, now we're combining it with with traditional parenthood, and it's just such an interesting mix, you know. A very interesting and kind of scary mix, to be honest with you. What? How, how about you, Kevin? What do you think about <laughs> about this whole world of social media and just content cons consumption in general? having three teenage three teenagers correct yes so um oh are you guys still there it says i lost my yeah. connection uh we could i can still hear you oh. yeah i can see you because okay. <clears throat> i should be uh, yeah i was gonna say i should be like coming in uh i guess i just lost my my feed but uh mm -hmm. oh there it is so i had I had it all set up on my ipad and stuff so i could actually see you but oh, okay. <laughs> i think the the biggest thing um as, as far as social media is concerned, I think as a parent, that's what you're going to discover that you're going to have to spend the most amount of time. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because as, as toddlers, babies and toddlers, they're, they're busy, but as teenagers, it is like 10 X that 
and, I, and I'm not trying to scare anybody, but you are really trying to raise good humans, like super awesome humans. And it takes like a lot of effort to do that. And so I, I think, um, I understand that that's how communication happens among my kids. Like they, they're not walking up to a kid's house, ringing the doorbell. They're not picking up the phone and calling them. They're using social media to engage with their friends, to meet people. That's kind of the world that we live in. And so as a parent, and fortunately, I think as someone who is pretty much entrenched in tech all the time, I'm fortunate enough to be in that position and still do feel like I'm 18 years old. How in the, how in the world did anybody allow me to have kids? Um, it's okay. You can, but at the same the time, then you, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's, it is, it's, it's one of those things like where you're just wondering, like, how is this even possible? Like you're just yeah. like duct taping the whole thing together and, and sort of writing the narrative as you go. So, mm-hmm. Um, I, I will just say young kids, definitely. I, we talked to the kids when they were very young about social media and technology and they had access to it to a degree because I wanted to teach them about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a full-time job. Okay. So there's a question that I've always gotten over the year. I mean, in the last three years that I've been doing this and it's so weird that I've gotten this question so many times because maybe it's in the particular phase of parenthood that this question is most commonly asked. And this question is basically, how do you find time to create content when you have a baby or when you have a little kid? And so I've always answered that. It, it's kind of like a, I don't know. I, I know it's like a, such an easy answer to give, but it literally is the only thing that you can do as a parent and I'm speaking from someone who has a three-year-old, soon to be three-year-old and soon to be six-year-old. And the, the answer is basically, you just do what you can, when you can. And that's the only answer that I can honestly give them. So how about you guys? What are your views on this? Like when someone asks you, how do you find time to create whatever it is, whether it's content, run your business, or do something that you like to do as a parent? Because I feel like a lot of parents out there are starting to feel that they're losing a big part of who they are because they're giving up that time and effort and energy to their kids and their families. But I want to hear what you guys think. I would say that I feel like I've had to adopt kind of an unconventional like schedule now as I've had kids. Um, and I say unconventional compared to like a normal nine to five, you know, where you're again, you're up at you're up at eight kind of get your kids some breakfast and then you're off to work until the evening. Um, now my schedule is like, I'm up at seven ish and I'm kind of working for a bit. And then around like eight 30, I'll go and grab my kid and then he'll hang out with mom and watch some, some TV in bed basically. And then they'll do their thing. So it's just like, I've just had to adapt my schedule basically around the schedule of my kids to an extent. Um, I am lucky enough that my wife just works or she doesn't, she doesn't have a job. So she's a stay at home mom. And so I know that if I can't do those things, like they'll be okay, which is always a breath of fresh air, knowing that it's not like, you know, it wouldn't be a huge deal if I, if I wasn't available that day to, to take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely had to just adopt a completely unconventional way of, of working um, as I work from home, where in between, 
videos I'm making or, you know, meetings that I'm having, I'm back upstairs and I'm hanging out with the kids and the family and we're just having a good time. And that's kind of where we find our family time, because even at the end of the day, normally when you would hope to just sit down and relax and hang out with the family, I still kind of have to have my laptop out and I'm, I'm typing out some notes for some new content that I got to record the next day or later in the week, you know, and so I've just, I've just found those, those little moments to, to make time. Yeah. And I think, how about you, Kev? I, I think to that point, you know, yeah, communication is so key because, you know, with your partner and, and what I want to also include here is people that are in a, I guess, quote unquote, non-traditional sense of raising their kids. Let's say that both partners or both parents are not in the, in the same home, but I know for my wife and I, so she, she works full time and I want to say like outside of the home, but she's literally in the next room right now, um, on a, on a call right now. And it's one of those things like where, you know, we both have these careers, mine being an entrepreneur and probably having a little bit more flexibility, but I'll tell you what, you cannot communicate too much. You really can't. Um, and, and really kind of dialing things in with your partner about, Hey, you know, let's kind of look at the week and see how things are going because I, I've got, you know, some deadlines I'm working on. I've got a, a few things that I, I kind of want to touch on, you know, with some clients or whatever. And I, and at this point I am a full-time creator and what I think folks really don't like to hear, they understand it, but I think folks probably want to scale a little bit quicker is patience. If you can kind of take a slow growth model and try to just focus on things that, okay, well, you know, this is a goal that I have and, and this is, you know, these are the steps that I need to, to really achieve it. But I also want to spend time with my family because I'll tell you what, you know, as for, for uh, teenagers in the house, like, yeah, like they've pretty much got one foot out the door. Um, I have such precious memories of my kids when they were young and you will never get that time back. So for me, it was always, I can build, I can scale, but I have to do it on my terms that I get to be with my family because I am doing this for me, but I'm also doing this for them. But what does it matter if I don't see them? What does it matter if I don't really get to spend time with them? And I'm not saying it's easy. It sounds like it's easy, but it's not. You got to talk to yourself sometimes. And I'm really good at talking to myself. I talk a lot to myself, um, but just kind of working through those things. And, and really, like I said, bringing your partner into the fold of like what the week looks like. Cause we both kind of swap like where things are busy for us. And like my, the, one of the reasons my wife is actually home working today is because our older kids or two of my kids have, um, physicals today and they're getting their sports physicals and stuff. So we're kind of dividing and conquering between soccer practices, sports physicals and things like that. But I mean, it doesn't sound very romantic, but I tell you what, it, it, it is. I mean, it's, that's, it's that's, like a love language for sure is just that's, to talk. Yeah, that's definitely good. Like, thank you for sharing that. Landon, um, you, you said something earlier that kind of I thought was really interesting, and I just wanted to kind of uh, chime in on that one when you said the unconventional schedule. And I realized that that is actually really true because growing up in, in my household, my, the parents, like my dad, Basically, it's when it's work time, it's work time, right? No one bothers dad. He's doing his thing. Uh, he leaves the first, he's the first to leave at that, uh, in the morning, and he's the last to come back home. And we only get to spend a little bit of time with him, 
because he needs to go to sleep. And then at the same time, uh, on the weekends, he has completely, uh, he, he would take the entire Sunday off. And that's his me time. Like on Saturdays, I might see him. Um, he might hang out with me, uh, watch me swim around or, I mean, or run around and swim and just have me eat all these gross food or fruits that I've never tried before. But for the most part, that was my relationship with my dad. And then on Sundays, he's sleeping or he's playing golf. Like that was his thing. And when Landon said that the unconventional schedule, and I'm like, that is so true. Like even like it was just it was just a few years ago when that started to become a little bit more common, I think. Like being able to work and then stop what you're doing and then go back to having a little bit of like family time. It's great, and at the same time, it's frustrating. And I want to be clear about that. Like, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like, it's so great because I, I get that. I mean, we, really, we live in a time where it's so easy to just grab your kid and just have a little baby time. You know, like have, have a little mom and or uh, daddy and, you know, kid time. It's really nice. But at the same time, that, that also kind of uh, loses its magic in some days because especially when you're busy especially when you have all this uh desire and motivation to get stuff done especially when you're an entrepreneur you always have ideas you always have things going on there's never a dull moment even during quiet moments you're sitting down you're thinking of things you're planning things out and sometimes you need that time that block of time so it's really not that easy to just pick up and you know, and stop what you're doing and, you know, play with the kids because that in a way that also, in my experience, that kind of trained my kid that it was okay anytime for them, for them to anytime walk into my office and be like, daddy, let's go play, you know? And when, whenever that would happen during a very busy moment, I would get frustrated, like really, really frustrated. I would kick them out of the, the, the office and I'm mad and they do, do not understand why I'm mad. They don't understand why I needed to have um, those boundaries, like when daddy's working, daddy's working. And so to your point, Kevin, I think that was really great what you just shared. If you were, I'm actually, you know, writing this down in my head, like if you were to, to try to scale something, you know, as fast as possible, ironically, it's patience. You, you have to be patient with your, with your kids, your, with everything else. Like that's the sacrifice that I noticed that I've, I've given in the last few years, um, after having you know a three-year-old and a six-year-old it's just um I'm, i realized that after six years of being a parent that there are a lot of moments where i look back and i'm like man i missed out i know it's still young and, I, and i'm so glad that i still have a lot of time hopefully to enjoy those moments but it's so true like when 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 they were still babies i was just like couldn't I remember very distinctly that I couldn't wait for the day where they can just play on their own so I can do my own stuff. But now they're in that stage mm -hmm. where I'm like, I want to play with them. I want to, to hold them again. I want to, you know, just have a conversation with them. And this is becoming very apparent now with my, with my almost six-year-old because now she's starting to have friends at school. And so she comes home and she's not even excited to see me anymore. She's just like, 
daddy, you wouldn't believe what Brandy just said today. And it's just like all these little stories that to her are like the most important thing. It used to be, you know, mommy and daddy, what are you doing? You know, and now it's just like, you wouldn't believe what Liam just said to Brandy today. And I'm like, I know they're, I know her friends more than anyone else. Now it's really, it's really interesting. (laughs) So I like, I like both of your point of views. Like, I think that was very um, insightful, not even to just, parents out there who are who are kind of new to the game but me me who who have who have been doing this for six years and i think that's that's one of the things that i've, I've also noticed or realized is that i guess our parents really never knew what they were doing am i guessing correctly because as a parent right now of six for six years i still don't know what i'm doing how do you guys feel about this am i alone <laughs> no not at all dude not even a little bit I mean, I feel like, um, I feel like when you're a kid, you look at your parents and you feel like they have it all figured out, you know. And then when you're finally a parent, you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um, that that definitely sums up parenthood, I think, is you just kind of fake it till you make it and you do your absolute best, you know. Um, yeah. On that on that topic, what you're just talking about, I feel like as far as like a traditional kind of schedule goes and then kind of the new, you know, 2022 type schedule post COVID or I guess still during COVID. Um, I feel like, I feel like we've kind of struck a happy medium. A lot of people have where you can almost have the best of both worlds where you can have a somewhat strict schedule while working at home. It just takes a lot more, uh, like diligence, I guess would be the word. And, just just being able to kind of manage your time on your own without being in a completely different location from your family. I feel like you can definitely have the best of both worlds if you're able to master your time and the way you communicate with your family and the way you communicate, you know, what your quote unquote work hours are. Um, because I mean, for me, like if, if I'm having a rough day, if I'm if I'm completely overwhelmed, I always know and we've talked about this, Michael, I always know that I can just go upstairs real quick and give my my son a hug and give my daughter a kiss, you know, and that's like the little recharge that I need sometimes to get back mm-hmm. at it. Um, but if but if it's a busy day, I can still just go, you know, go at it from nine to five and get all my work done, you know. And then it's it's just like a tr- traditional workday might be where okay, then I'm just gonna spend the rest of the evening with the family, you know. So I definitely think we're super fortunate and blessed to live in this kind of day and age where you can have both. And oh, yeah. uh, I wouldn't I agree. It'd be hard for me to go back to a nine to five now after this. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I've, you know, I've seen a, like a post on Twitter, you know, just like my, my second home really. And it's some folks say like they get frustrated when they hear things like, you know, well, once you have kids, you got to give up on your dreams. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't have to give up on your dreams. You can still pursue that. Your kids don't take that away. They'll take most of your money. You work harder on your dreams. Yeah. Yes. They'll, they'll, they'll require more finance, you know, more, you know, yeah. like, but yeah, they'll, they will sort of drive you uh, to, yeah, to want to be more efficient with your time. And your time can change, like from the hours, and, and it's changed over the years, but like from the hour, I'm I'm the cook in the family, so... I embrace the fact that that's kind of like my how like I do that and family time around the table and even my kids, especially my oldest has said, you know what, my friends don't really sit around the table like we do and have dinner. And 
I know I didn't really have that as a kid. And so it's really nice to spend the hours from like six to eight to make dinner, hang out with the family. My wife gets home from work. Like if she's working outside of the home that day. Um, and then we just hang, you know, and like as much as I have deadlines or projects I'm working on, I try to just shut it all off and just be with them mm -hmm. at that moment. And then, you know, after eight o'clock, if I decide I want to jump back on and work on some projects or do some things, I can because they have their homework, they have their things. But I think you have to try to keep your head on a swivel and try to pivot where you can to steal moments with them. And then when they're good, then, you know, work on the things that you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm glad yeah. you guys said that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad both of you said that. It's uh, First of all, um, what you said, Kevin, about you know hearing people talk about parent parenthood as like the killer of dreams, I think that's way too common nowadays. And it, I've had this conversation so many times with other people who are expecting kids or who are even um, thinking about having kids. And I would say to them, don't ever listen to anyone who's told you that your life is going to be like your the most common is probably like say goodbye to your social life and all that stuff. Please do <laughs> not listen to them. You know what's great about that? I mean, there's no hiding the fact that the things that you used to do when you are without kid when you didn't have kids, they're going to change very much. But the great news is, I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to find better people. You're going to have better social interactions. And you are just going to be a better person in general if you embrace that. Like, I honestly believe that. And going back to, to what Kevin said about, you know, working on your dreams as a kid. Landon said that you work harder. I definitely agree. I definitely believe in that. And that's actually one of the reasons why I'm not afraid of trolls on on my on my YouTube or anywhere else because to me it's like hey as long as it's not my kids who are saying this to me I don't really care because suddenly there's a bigger picture here there's a bigger picture here than just my feelings what you know what what I feel right now or what's going to happen to me tomorrow it's more about what's going to happen to them tomorrow how am I going to provide them a future a a and it's not just monetary I'm not talking about finance in general. It's just, how do I set them up to be great human beings? Like I want them to have lots of friends. I want them to have lots of support. I want them to have that sense of security with, with other people, not just with me and my wife. And so I think that's something that I really am very passionate about when it, when it comes to like my kids. I want my biggest dream for them is for when someone talks about any of my kids, I want them to say, oh yeah, Charlize or Caden. Yeah, they're good, they're, they're good people. I love them, I love talking to Charlize. I love Caden, he's so nice. These are the things that will make my heart sing, to be honest with you. And I think thinking about that, that future, that goal, it just makes me want to do even more, want to be better. And I just wanted to say, yeah, I, I love that you both said that because it's, it's a, it's a passion of mine, being a parent, and I never thought I would feel this way. Honestly, I was the guy who was afraid to hold anyone else's babies because I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, yeah, it's, I, I'm just nervous in general when it comes to stuff like that. But now, you know what? My kids just made me even more confident, made me even uh, embrace 
some ideas and some 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 views that I never really thought I would even consider or explore it just made me a great I guess a more appreciative person in general time for a quick break but when we come back we share the importance of communication and the life lessons we learned from our parents so stick around Working from home definitely has its perks. One of them being is that I don't have to sit in a lifeless, boring cubicle. I know for a fact that a little inspiration can really liven up my workday, so I've become intentional with the things I surround myself with. But inspiring doesn't have to only mean nice to look at, because they can be functional as well. So I'm urging you to check out Grovemade's beautiful collection of desk accessories. From their precision machined aluminum pens to their beautifully crafted laptop docks, you can find something that will organize your desk and inspire your work. I personally have a handful of their products in my office and I really love them. The design and craftsmanship make each piece feel special and that's because Grovemade wants you to build your dream workspace so you can get your best work done. Visit grovemade.com and save 10% on your first purchase by using the promo code MICHAEL10 at checkout. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-1-0 to save 10% on your first purchase. It makes it makes you appreciate your parents, obviously, and kind of what they taught you. But once you have your own kid and they can kind of understand what you're telling them. And and I'm, I'm like barely getting to that point with my two-year-old. Um, it's, it's just so fun to be able to pass along wisdom and things that have helped you in your life that you kind of wish that you had learned at an earlier age. Um, and I think that in itself is just, is just such a cool experience. And I think, I think people get overwhelmed by the idea of having children and they think that it's just going to, you know, throw a wrench in, in their, in their big plans. Um, it but will, but I think you'd be surprised <laughs> by how motivating Absolutely. I think I think you'd be surprised by how motivating it is to have kids, um, how fun it is, like I said, to pass along that knowledge and teach them day to day different concepts and, you know, ideas and, and ways of thinking that, that are really important to you that you think will help set them up for their life. Um, and I think you'd be surprised by by how much you can actually handle day to day. I think you'd be surprised by how much how many things you can get done and uh if anything, having kids just motivates you to always work harder because before that, you can kind of get kind of you get kind of complacent. You know, I used to work a job. I used to work with full time filmmaker, and you know, I had to make I can't even remember the the quota or whatever, but it was like four course videos and like maybe one or two YouTube videos a month. And in my mind at the time, and this was like right before I had, or it was like right as I had my kid. Um, it was just so overwhelming. I'm like, this is so much work. How am I going to manage it? And then since having two kids, I, I do, I don't even know how many more videos I make now after having kids. <laughs> and you'd think I'd have less time, but I've just learned it. I've just learned to manage my time more. And uh, I just work harder because I know I need to, you know? And so I feel like if anything, and it, again, it depends on how you handle it. And it depends on how much how much time your your wife or your spouse is going to like handle the kids for you i guess um but i think you'd be surprised by how much more you can actually do after you have kids absolutely yeah i mean you get you get good at guarding your time and and i think 
and I don't want to, I don't want to put it out there like, oh, well, what if I want to watch like a movie or stream, you know, binge a few shows on Netflix or pick up the controller and play a few games that, you know, self-care is, is important. And, and certainly doing those things for yourself is very important uh, if you, if you find joy in it. Uh, but I think you also have to set, you know, you set limits just like anything, right? You know, you, you kind of, you try to fit that in. And then at some point you're able to fit it in with them because you're doing those things with them. But yeah, you, you get really good at guarding your time and that's probably like the best way to say it. I feel like before I had kids too, I would just, I would look at other people's kids. Like I never babysat when I was younger. Like I would never babysat other people's kids and I'm the youngest in my family. So like I never had to. Um, but I'd look at other people, kid, other people's kids, and I'd be like, "Ugh!" I'm like, "Yeah, gross children," you know. <laughs> then you and I, and are the uh, same. you're just not interested. <laughs> but then you have kids, and you just love them to death because because they're your kids, you know. And it's yes. it's completely different. It's so intimidating and daunting prior to having children because you you think you think all you think your kids are going to be like your sister's kids or your neighbor's kids, and you're not going to love them, you know. But when they're yours, they're so important to you and they mean the world to you. It's such a weird feeling. Like, I completely get that because I was also the same guy. I'm also the youngest. And I was that guy like, don't bring kids near me. I don't like kids. I don't want to see them. I don't have to deal with them. Anything about kids like they used to make fun of me when because whenever there's a, a, a newborn in the family, they would my sisters would make it made it into a joke basically they'd have me hold the baby because they don't they know how much i don't like that so i would hold the baby and they would take pictures of me i'm like this is so uncomfortable i hate that and when when i had kids like what landon just said it was it, it was so weird it's like it's like my god i i can't believe okay prior to having kids i thought the the pinnacle of of emotional um connection between two human beings would be between me and my wife. I honestly thought that. I honestly thought that this is the highest it would ever get for me. Like this is the best. Nothing. I could not love anyone more than I. I how much I, you know, my that I that I, I love my wife. And it's changed. I mean, yes, it's a different kind of love, very different. And I think that's why. That's why I was surprised because that type of love that you have for your children is so different. And it's maybe it's just, uh, I don't know, um, it's built into us as, as, you know, human beings that we are programmed to love our, our offsprings like that. But it's so like you, I literally will, will do anything for them and it can be like the smallest thing. And it was, it was just funny when, when Landon mentioned that, cause I suddenly had a picture of myself, like doing exactly what Landon was like, no, I don't, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to do anything with kids. And I also, this is okay. I'm going to admit this. And you know, people are, people are probably going to hate me for this. But when I was younger, every time I would see a baby, I had no problem saying that baby doesn't look right. Like that. They look weird. And I'm like, that sounds so horrible, <laughs> but that was me when I was younger. But now I promise you now when I have the kids, any kid that I see out there, it's like a reflection of my children. And I see them and I'm like, hmm. I want to take care of them. I want to make sure that they're, they're okay, that they're fine, even if they're not related to me. And that's why I can't stand right. um, any social media posts about kids suffering and anything like uh, abuse, anything like that. I just can't, I can't, I can't deal with it because it, 
hits too close to home. Like I, I feel like it's happening to my kids. And so when I hear um, sad stories about kids getting sick or getting into or getting hurt, I feel for them very, very much. And it, that's uh, one of those changes that I, again, I wasn't expecting, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was just was one of those interesting things that just happened to me after becoming a parent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're, the thing is, is it, it won't, it'll evolve into something else like where, cause my wife was actually saying last night, she's like, um, or, or was it the night before? So our oldest was in, uh, Texas for a soccer tournament and we didn't go because our other two had soccer tournaments here in Colorado. And so we had to divide and conquer, but you know, we, we always talk about, you know, do, do you, do you feel like, does your heart kind of hurt a little bit? You know, when you think about yeah. them or like wondering what they're up to and, and that was the whole thing, like with, with our, with Flynn, it was, you know, he was out of state at a soccer tournament and, you know, we're just, and of course he's keeping us in the loop, you know, texting us and whatever, but it's just so different. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, you, your love for a human being just continues to evolve and you're like, I don't know how I could love this person anymore. And then, and then there's tomorrow and then you're like, oh yeah, I guess I can. And yeah. <laughs> so just, I mean, just kind of embrace those moments for sure. Oh man, that's, that's something I'm not looking forward to, to be honest with you. Like the day my daughter has to go off to college or do her thing on her own out of state. I'm like, I dropped her off on her first day at a daycare and I couldn't be, I couldn't, I just couldn't get over it. I'm just like, I want to pick her up right now. <laughs> it's, that separation is just, right. it's so it's so bizarre. Actually, Kev, I do, I do want to ask you about something because I know we talked about this a long time ago. I don't know if you still remember, but we talked about um, communications, communication with your kids. And so I'm at the at this point where yes, um, I'm trying to communicate better with you know my children now that they're a little they're they're uh, they understand more of what I'm saying, right? Like the, the struggle for me right now is basically um, not getting mad because I have to remind myself that they, they're barely understanding the situation. They can barely understand the words that I'm using. So when I get frustrated about something, I have to explain it to them. First, I have to take a, a second and calm myself and be like, okay, they don't understand. You know, she's only five, he's only two. They don't really understand why it's frustrating for me. And so I have to try to communicate with that to them in a way that, that's not scary that's not traumatizing or, you know, any of that stuff. And definitely something that will teach them so that they can, when, they, when they're facing a similar situation, they will, they will know how to deal with it better than, than me. Um, since you have three teenagers, how, does that how has that changed? Like the, the communication between you as a parent to your three almost like grown kids at this point? Right. Well, you know, and a great example is, and I remember that conversation that we had, wasn't, weren't we, are you still, do you go over to Clubhouse at all? No. Because I think that's where <laughs> we were talking. Yeah, it was, that's it was like where on we were talking about this, yes. Man, yeah. I've been on Clubhouse in forever. <laughs> yeah, me either. It's not even on my newest device or whatever. But, so here's what I can tell you, and, and it continues to happen. And I've certainly learned this the hard way, where like you do get a little uppity with your kids at that moment, but then you realize like, wait, I'm the adult in the room, like, they don't understand. So like, I'm the one that has to maintain the composure. And so a couple of things when it comes to like, if you're working or like you're doing whatever, 
and you know we're on camera, but for those that might be listening to the audio portion of it, like if they come into the studio or the office or whatever, I immediately like I'll I'll stop and I'll kind of like direct my attention to them, make eye contact, talk to them, and understand that I I study behavior anyway as I work in psych and so I'm pretty good with this stuff. But but as a parent, you do have to kind of learn like if they, if you're making eye contact, if you're getting on their level. Um, and not being distracted or whatever, then, I mean, you, you kind of are, are putting in that equity, like, oh, okay, so dad is busy, but he's at least giving me enough attention to say, like, he needs another 15 minutes or another half an hour or another hour or whatever. And it obviously gets easier as they become teenagers. But a great example is my youngest, who sometimes just misses the bus. Like, he doesn't get up in time, or he's like, takes forever in the shower or whatever. In that very moment, I think this is what I said on Clubhouse was, in that very moment, I could yell or be angry or try to be like, why did you sleep in? Or why did you miss the bus? I have to take you to school now. And But at that moment, it doesn't matter because he's already upset and disappointed with himself that he missed the bus. He's already behind. And so that interaction between the two of us at that moment, I have the power and the ability to at least try to ease that pain for him at that moment. We're going to discuss it later. But in that moment, he's not going to hear it or he doesn't want to hear it. And it's really probably going to ruin like at least his morning or a good chunk of his day because he's going to like ruminate on it. Mm -hmm. And so like when he comes home that day, I'm like, hey, man, you know, that was kind of a bummer that you I was working out in the morning or I was on a call and I had to jump off that call or I had to stop my whatever so that i could take you to the bus like that was kind of you know not cool right and you know oh yeah i know i'm so sorry and but he's willing to hear me at that moment because his day he's already had his day we've had hours away from each other and we're able to sort of sit back down and sort of revisit it and hopefully he won't do it again he had but he has has done it a couple times but still (laughs) in that moment you gotta just focus on yeah they're kids like you just got to be like i'm the adult as hard as it is i got to check myself here yeah. and it is it's 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 hard that's great that's great actually um i remembered what you just said uh back when we were talking about this in clubhouse and i actually apply that now in my life you know with, with my kids believe it or not Kev, i i guess it's 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 just about time for me to thank you for that advice because even this morning i remembered that <laughs> When, uh, yeah, uh, this morning, my five-year-old wouldn't get up. Uh, she didn't want to wake up for, or she just didn't want to get up for school. So I said, um, I tried to wake her up, and we were already running, running late. And I remember very distinctly, you said, the last time we talked about this, you said, the goal is to get them out of the house. <laughs> so help them to get to that goal. Whether it's, um, you know, if, if they don't want to tie their shoes, if they don't want to pick them up, you know, up them, them themselves or, you know, whatever it is, just help them, usher them out, get to that goal and then talk about it later. And so I, I've been using that and it's really hard in the beginning because as a human being, you get frustrated, especially when you have responsibilities, when you have deadlines and you have other things that, that are also important in your day. And you suddenly have to kind of cater to this little human being just, just who just doesn't want to listen to you. I've really applied right. that, what you said, and it's been very 
very helpful. So thank you for that. Because it's it it taught me to be a better person. It taught me about patience. And it also made me communicate better with my with my with my daughter. And now she's not she doesn't get frustrated. Actually it gets to, it got to a point where nowadays she's like I want daddy to wake me up in the morning now. She doesn't want her mom to wake her up because her mom is just like, get up, I'm late for work and all that stuff. So yeah, that, that was great. So thank you for, for sharing that uh, right. good bit of advice from, I think it was last year that we last talked about it. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think just real quick too is, um, and I won't, I won't say the word so that no pop-ups are come up on YouTube. We'll just call it the pastrami that happened, um, you know, in, in 2020, 2019, 2020, the pastrami that happened to everybody, um, really get, gave us an opportunity to look through the lens and see into people's lives. Like, Whoa, boy, they, that's a busy household, you know, on that zoom call. So I think it's also giving ourselves each other permission. Like, Ooh, I, can I call you right back? Because my kid, needs me. You're like, Oh yeah, for sure. Because you know, yourself, you were also juggling the same issues. And so it's like, I hope that we can develop a little bit more of an understanding for each other and our personal lives that we want to get the work done. We want to have that call with you. We want to have that meeting or whatever, but in that moment, um, and I know that sounds so like, I don't know, tree hugger or altruist or whatever. It just so optimistic, but, um, or utopian, but it's just, I think we've realized now that we're all just kind of juggling this and we have a lot of not balls in the air, but plates in the air. I've said that before, because sometimes when the plates drop, they break. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope that we can continue to have a mutual respect for each other in times like that. And so I never forget what it was like to be raising toddlers, babies and toddlers. Yeah, totally agree. I totally agree. I think being a parent does turn you into an optimist or at least someone who who always clings on to hope. And I think I think that's a good thing, to be honest. I think we need more of that in general. That's why whenever things seem bleak, I always think about the kids because I feel that us who are currently in this position where we can teach the younger generation, I think we're much wiser than the last few generations. We're a little bit more, uh, we, we show a little bit more empathy, I think, uh, towards each other, towards uh, towards other people's like different situations, um, predicaments, and I feel like if we continue to learn, we are going to pass on that trait to the younger generation, and they, in general, will just make the world a better place. And I know that sounds like an ad. That sounds like um, a slogan for some I don't know, like a soda or something. But it's true. And I, I, I where do feel I sign up for that newsletter? What's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's, uh, it's true. It, you know, being a parent just changes you so much in a way that you sometimes you don't recognize yourself anymore. So actually, before we, we I, cause I know this topic, especially for me personally, this topic for me, I can go on and on and on about this and I'm trying to be mindful of the time. And I know right now we're, we're almost at that hour, um, limit of the podcast so i want to ask you guys something that it's okay if you you don't want to share with it you, you don't you don't want to share your story or or your views or your perspective on this but um i want to ask you how your um your childhood was like your relationship with your parents were like 
and what are the things that you want to change um, between like basically the things that you experienced as a kid with your parents is it something that you are also trying to continue on with your kids or what or are you trying to change it so what are the changes that you're trying to make what are the things that you that you want to um to be remembered uh, i guess by your your kids it, i know that did that sound weird did that question sound weird in my head it sounded right but let me just start okay let me just start um so before again i don't i don't you don't have to share if you don't want to but uh, I, i'd like to offer my perspective first and my parents were busy when i was a kid my mom was a uh, she just basically is a stay-at-home mom. My dad was a very bus busy um, entrepreneur, businessman. Uh, in the classic old days, he was the guy who was always running around with a briefcase, always late for meetings. Not really, actually, no, he was never late for meetings. He was always on time. And like I mentioned earlier, he would only spend a few hours of his day with us each week. And me being the youngest, they've already had three older children. So the, the, the daughter or the, my sibling that I am closest to, cause I have a twin, so that doesn't count. So we're both the same age, but the, the, the sibling that we followed is nine years older than us. And so after they had her, they didn't think they were going to have kids again. And then they had us, we're like, surprise. And so at this point in their lives, my dad was like 40 <laughs> ish something. He was just like, he was probably just over the baby baby face or whatnot. So my relationship with my dad was just like, ah, he's always working. And that was completely normal for me. You know, I love my dad and he was, he was a great dad. But as I grew up, as I got older and I had kids, I realized that there's so much that I missed out on. Like here's one example that I will never, never forget. And I don't hold grudges. You know, I, I, don't, I don't hold this against them or anything, but there was a, a I, was, I was on a retreat you know, when I was in, I think, the sixth grade or something like that. And the school organized this retreat where they wanted to talk about you and your parents, your relationship with them, and how important it is, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the re th that retreat, we had to write a letter to our parents. And basically, they, we would give that letter to the parents after the retreat. The surprise was when we submitted that, that letter or we gave the letter to our, to our teachers, what we didn't know was they sent, they they basically called each parent, and they were they scheduled everyone to come over to the school and pick us up a day earlier, so they kind of wanted to surprise everyone in that way. So, I saw all my friends. They were like, so surprised that their mom and dads were there, and you know the emotions were, were still fresh after writing those letters. It was great. Everyone's like crying and happy. And then I remember the assistant principal came up to me and my brother and they apologized. They said, we're very sorry, but mommy and daddy are really busy and they really wanted to, to, to come, but they couldn't. And I couldn't even explain to you how like that sinking feeling that I felt. Obviously, I smiled. I'm like, oh, that's fine. But I would never forget that day. I just cannot forget that day. And so my method right now or my, my goal today with my kids is to make sure I don't I, I'm to make sure that they don't feel that that feeling. I want them to have memories of me. I want I wanted to get to a point where they're just like, oh, yeah, dad, he was just always around, like to the point where they're kind of bored. You know what I mean? Like that's what I want them to, to mm -hmm. feel because I, I definitely don't want them to feel like I was 
I missed out on a lot of things. So that was a long story, but I would like to hear what you guys think and what your <laughs> goals are for your children as, as parents now yourselves. Yeah, it's, it's such a good question. Um, and I want to navigate it properly because I didn't, I don't want to obviously discredit, you know, what my parents have done. Um, but there are, there are absolutely things that I would want to, uh, maybe add on, but then also like just do slightly differently, you know? Um, and I've, and I've had this conversation before and, and I think about it on occasion when I like kind of think back on my past and like, you know, what, what has basically molded me into who I am today. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm the youngest of six. And so I feel like, um, once, once my parents got to me, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like kind of tired <laughs> and, uh, and we're, we're pretty excited to, to move on a little bit. And that's, that's not to say that they weren't absolutely loving, you know, but, but I would be surprised if they didn't have some of those, you know, feelings. Yes. Um, and, uh, when I was growing up, my mom, my mom ran her own scrapbooking company. This was back when scrapbooking was like, you know, all over the place and people actually scrapbook you know, like prior to Instagram and all that stuff and Pinterest, you know, um, and she ran a company. My dad was a real estate appraiser and, uh, they, uh, they just, they just worked as hard as they could just to provide, you know, um, and as I grew up and as I got into uh, middle school and high school, um, obviously in 2008, there was that big, you know, real estate crash and, you know, this, this huge economic, you know, downturn and my dad's job, pretty much overnight became like obsolete, you know? Um, and he went from making a, a respectable salary to, to an extremely low salary. And it was just like, I'm sorry, it was just like really, really hard for them to make ends meet. And as a kid, you don't really realize, uh, what's happening. Even, even as a middle schooler, you're just, you're not super aware of what's going on financially for your parents. And as I got older and as I look back and as I, as I understand economics more and I understand what it's like to, to work and, and provide, um, I just have so much gratitude, you know, for what they, what they did for me and, and how, how well they kind of covered up that stress that they had. Because as a kid, you don't understand everything, but you can always tell when something is, is wrong, you know, um, and mm -hmm. it's not it's not fair to have a child have to stress about adult things as a child, you know? And so I, I have so much respect for my parents for kind of hiding that. And as a result, I mean, my dad, he, like I said, he was a real estate appraiser prior to being a real estate appraiser. Um, he was in, um, what's the word like plants basically like he, he worked at a nursery and sold plants and he could tell you the name of any plant, like the scientific name. He's, he's just super into that. So he went from that, that, that industry was in decline. He had to get out of that. He got into real estate. That industry suddenly was in decline. And he literally went back to school and became a nurse, like complete 180, totally different job. And I just have so much respect um, for him for doing that, even though, you know, the, the, the mindset is obviously more traditional than what I do for a living now. It's, it's very much a this didn't work out. Let's go back to school. Let's get a new job at another company. And, and, you know, we'll work there and we'll, we'll get our, uh, 
we'll get our retirement and our 401k set up through the company and we'll have health insurance, you know, even though that's like a very different way that I operate now, I still just have so much respect that he did what he had to do based on his knowledge to provide for a family. Um, and so I definitely want to take that, uh, that hard work ethic from my father and, and pass that on. Um, and I think the best way I can do that is just through example, being a, being a good example to my kids. Um, but there's also other things that I want to tack on there that, that my dad just didn't teach me because that wasn't his personality. And that, that has a lot to do with just entrepreneurship, um, and just being, you know, productivity and being self-motivated, um, and having a good mental health, you know, like th- these are just yeah. things that weren't talked about when I was growing up because that wasn't a huge topic back in, you know, 2008 ish. Um, but now, uh, in this day and age it is extremely, uh, widely talked about, um, and just, just being kind to yourself and being kind to others. So yeah, like I said, I, sorry, I didn't mean to go on for so long, but no, obviously no. just the great. work ethic is so important, but but I also, again, want to keep adding on um, all these different, you know, mindset shifts that I've had as I've uh, as I've excelled in my career. That's great, Landon. Gotta I mean, first of all, the nurse man. Yeah, That's awesome. first of all, thank you for sharing that story, and don't apologize because that was great. I don't know, I don't know what you're thinking, but that was awesome. And I feel like a lot of parents who are listening to this, they suddenly feel like someone understands, someone sees it, someone someone can finally it's recognizing that and you know it's one of the most thankless jobs i think it is the most thankless job is that correct is that a right term to be a parent and our parents never saw that Mm -hmm. like i we never heard anything from our parents right like we never heard any complaints and it makes me feel every time i complain about oh this and this like this is not working out for me I just have to think about my parents and what they went through. And so thank you for sharing that land. And I think that was very important to highlight and to, um, to, to just, you know, recognize these parents out there, the parents out there, and especially your parents are our, our parents uh, for all the hard work that they've, they've, they've done and the sacrifices and um, what they, you know, they're basically taught us through example. That was great. Thank you for sharing that. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah. I didn't mean to, to cut I, you off. I like to put myself in, in my, my dad's shoes too sometimes as an adult now to go from like i said to do that complete 180 from from a real estate guy to to a nurse like that's that's, can you get any like polar opposite than that it's so (laughs) weird um and my my dad is also like he's he's basically i mean before prior to becoming a nurse he was afraid of blood and needles you know and that that just it made him want to pass out but it didn't matter because all he wanted to do was just provide for our family. And he knew that the medical field was such a stable industry to be in. And so he was able to just look past that and look past all his fears. And it's like, as an adult now, I think about that. It's like, would I, cause I'm, I'm kind of afraid of needles too. Like my wife got an epidural with our last kid and I passed out and she was fine, you know? <laughs> and I think I'm like, would, would I be able to actually like do what he did and I, and I, I think about it and I'm like, I don't know if I could, like I, I yeah. would do it if I absolutely had to, yeah. but, uh, it just, it just makes it that much more impressive when I like yes. really, really think about it. And I think that's love right there. Yes. And that's, that's something that I hope I can, I can pass on to my children. So oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. That. That's why I end up with all of the, the injuries and the blood and the 
whatever and the puking, uh, being a nurse, like everybody comes to dad, you know, yeah. mom's like, I, I don't know, go ask your father. You know, she, she's like, here, just stay. I love you, but stay away, you know, kind of thing. Um, and you know, I mean, being a nurse, it's a good business decision. Uh, I mean, honestly, that was one of the reasons why I chose it, but I mean, so my, my story is a little bit different, but I think I want to, I, I want to sort of round it out to make to first off, I'm, I'm good with the, everything that happened. So I'm in a, I'm in a healthy space. And second, I just wanted to reiterate to people that you don't have to be the statistic that you think is going to occur because of your upbringing. And so what I mean by that is that my parents divorced very early on and I didn't really have much of a relationship with my father and he, he had a family, like he came from money. So, like my grandparents were pretty well off and pretty much kind of fronted him his at least entire young life. And so they got divorced early on and that relationship became pretty strained because I guess, you know, there was a lot of the whole child support, didn't want to pay it kind of thing a lot of finagling and, and whatnot. So my mom really struggled um, as a legal secretary to raise, I'm the only child, but to raise a child, to try to have a home, try to put food on the table. And she ended up getting sick to the point where at about, between about eight to 10 years old, I was the one, like the roles were reversed and I was the one like kind of taking care of the household because my mom was not well. And so she had a very debilitating disease that cause her to, you know, get on disability. And so I'm, I'm very familiar with food insecurity, uh, wondering if we're going to lose our home. There was a point in my teenage years when I didn't have a home. So, um, but I'm good with everything. And so what I, what I want to, to sort of convey here is that even if you have a situation like that, I mean, for me, and I say jokingly, like the bar was pretty low as far as like my father. It's like, well, I'm, I'm already showing up, you know, I'm here. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've coached baseball. I've coached their soccer teams. I am there for them. So, you know, I, I still haven't talked to my father at this point, and I think he's still around, but um, it's unfortunate that, that that relationship ended the way that it did. However, I know that it can it can sort of turn you in or at least sort of, you know, amplify the like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do better. And so it was definitely a motivator for me to just show up and be present. Um, and it's interesting too, because my kids ask about my dad and I can tell them bits and pieces of my childhood that I had with him. And I even told them, I was like, if you want to meet him, I will try to arrange that. Um, because if they want to see him, then that, that's totally fine. But I think really the take home here is that you can have a situation or a background that wasn't so rosy or um, positive or whatever, uh, and you can have those struggles, but you can still be that phoenix that rises up out of the ashes and be awesome. And I just wanted to kind of put those words of encouragement out there that that can happen. So that's probably a whole nother podcast in and of itself, as far as like my upbringing. Yeah. But it certainly puts in perspective, as you said, Michael, earlier with like the trolls in the comment section, you can throw whatever you want at me. I have lived a life that you cannot imagine that the keyboard warriors, I don't care. 
Yeah. Like I seriously <laughs> have such like Teflon skin. Yeah. Like fine, come at it's, me. Yeah. Just don't mess with anybody else in the community, but you can come at me if you want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Kevin, that was actually a great story too. And I ne- never realized this because like I said, I never really, this is the first time that we're actually talking and, and getting to know each other. So thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate it. And I think a lot of people who sure. are listening to this who, who can relate to similar situations will also appreciate that. That's that's very true. Like your past, whatever it is, your up- upbringing doesn't have to define you for who you become as an adult. And I think that's one of the, the great things about life. Like we are always changing and evolving and just like having kids just amplify that, I think. And also made me realize that it's okay to change. Like change is good, especially if you're the change that you're, you're, you're trying to make is for the better. I think that's a, that's something that, um, some people need to hear maybe, or a lot of people need to hear. And so you guys have been so great yeah. today. I honestly feel like this is, you know, I feel like this is like my favorite episode thus far that I've recorded on the podcast. Not because, I mean, because it's, it's such a top, it's a topic that's very close to my heart. I, I really enjoy talking about, you know, being a parent and talking about my kids and learning. And I couldn't have asked for a better guest, honestly. Landon, Kevin, thank you so much for being on today uh, on the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys sharing your story and perspective. Kind of sucks there's a little bit of delay, so I'm having to like skip a beat or you know wait a, a, a second before I respond, and it kind of throws off the whole. Um, like the conversation just a tad bit, but I'm going to try to make this cl- as clean as possible in the edit. Um, it's great. It was great having you guys. Um, I feel I, 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 I just wanted to say, I really appreciate it. Actually, before I f- completely end this, can everyone share one or both of you, actually, I think everyone's tired of hearing me, but um, can both of you share one piece of advice that you have for parents who are also in this content creation field or, or who own businesses, who are entrepreneurs, one piece of advice that you would give them as a parent, I would say. Kevin, you go ahead. (laughs) Well, you know, here's the interesting thing. I will say that um, my kids have watched me build businesses, start businesses, and being as a content creator. And I I jokingly, and and they even have friends that that have like YouTube channels. (laughs) And I'll ask them like, do you guys want to create on YouTube? Do you want to be like a YouTuber? And they're like, oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, they see how hard it is. They see the war. They're like, have you seen yourself? Like, all the stuff you're doing? Um, like, you know. They, so that whole point of like the eight to ten minute highlight reel, they yeah. get to see all the behind the scenes. And they're like, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to go do my own thing. I, I got stuff. I, I'll build another business or go get a job or something. But... Um, Something easy, but yeah, I, I think I had said it earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'd said it earlier is that um, definitely be patient with yourself and your situation, and don't be don't feel guilty about taking care of yourself because I know what it's like putting in that 75, 80 hour work week to for what you know don't don't neglect yourself. Like, mm-hmm. do put some time into yourself, invest back, whether it's you know what you eat and health, meditation, whatever it is, but allow yourself opportunities to feed your, yourself, your soul. Um, and that makes, I mean, I know that's really, again, 
sort of envelops this whole thing, but I, I can't stress it enough. No, that's great. I yeah. completely agree. Absolutely. I wouldn't, I might piggyback on that, Kevin, just because, I mean, I've already talked about how, I mean, you'd be surprised how much you can actually get done um, after having kids and how much your, what your workload can actually be after having children. So um, I think, I think it would just be to, to keep an open mind with that and, and realize that your life isn't going to drastically, you know, change. And it, you know, it's, it's actually probably going to be better and you're going to be more motivated once you have children. Um, but I would, I would piggyback on the fact that self-care is extremely important. Um, obviously working hard, having, being able to have a break and, and be with your children is, is obviously a huge blessing and it's amazing and really important to have that work-life balance, but yeah, definitely take time for yourself. Um, I've been, I've, I've done a lot of meditation in the past lately. I've been doing, um, it's called a, a sensory deprivation chamber, mm -hmm. uh, float therapy even. Yes. Um, and it sounds really weird and it sounds like some, I don't know. I actually focus, just read focus, about that you know, recently. Juju. I don't I'm know. Try it. No Anyways, way, man. I am into that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. It's it's really it's really interesting and I've I've started doing that. I just got a membership so I can go um every week and it's just it's just so important. I do I do that specifically because it basically sens sensory deprivation it takes away all of these senses. Um sight, you're in a pitch black room, you're floating in like salt water, so like you're you're just basically weightless. Um, and you have earplugs in, uh, and so you can't hear anything. And it's just, it's, it sounds really weird, but it's amazing to kind of get away for like an hour from everything that's happening in your life. There's all this noise, um, and just lay there and just, just reflect and think about this past week, think about things that, that you'd like to accomplish, things you'd like, like to get done and just allow yourself to have that, that me time. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause yeah, it's, it's so important to be able to recharge your batteries week after week. Otherwise you might burn out. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely sure. agree with Kevin there. Well, and one quick thing, I, I got to squeeze this in because like it, it totally just like my heart felt filled up. I picked my kid up last night from the airport and he was telling me about his experience um, at, you know, at the hotel. And it was kind of like, you know, it was just a regular old hotel, but he made a point to, I guess they were having trouble with like the shower door opening and it wouldn't like the magnet just kept kind of undoing and just real quick. And so he, was saying that the water was just getting everywhere and they couldn't get it fixed or whatever. So he ended up leaving a note for housekeeping or whatever. Like, Hey, just letting you know that the, the shower door is like, it's broken or we couldn't get it fixed or whatever, you know, as, as they were leaving. And he had some money that I had given him in his wallet and he pulled the money out and like left it as a tip. <laughs> and why that was so overwhelming for me is just the fact that, you know, no, none of his teammates had, had just, you know, left the tip for the housekeeping you know, crew or any of that. And, and I think, you know, modeling that behavior, being a kind human, it does work. Your mm -hmm. kids will pick up on these things. Mm -hmm. So he could have been frustrated. Like the water was getting all over the floor. They could have complained. They could have moaned about it or whatever, but no, he's like, Hey, I mean, just be patient. Like, uh, how many rooms do they have here? I mean, I'm sure they're, I'm sure the maintenance people are dealing with this like left and right. So just wanted to remind them, hey, it's not working. Leave them a tip just for the yeah. fact that they cleaned up after how many soccer kids, you know, yeah. in that hotel. So anyway, I just want to leave that there. No, thank they you. They yeah. model that behavior. No, that's great. Thank you. That, that, that makes me 
that filled up my heart, my son, you know, as well. It's like it gives me hope that the next generation, like I said, are going to be much better at taking care of each other. And it's it. I hope. You know, yeah, it yeah, makes I me hope. feel happy because now I feel like my kids are going 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 to grow up in a world that's like that, and I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, Kevin and Landon. Thank you so much for being in the podcast. I know I said the good, tried to say the goodbyes earlier, but I, like I said, we can keep going on with this topic, but I respect <laughs> your times. So we're going to end this here. Kevin, can you share um, where people can find you or how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way is, and of course we decided, Michael and I were talking about Kevin Ross, is like there is a singer, Kevin Ross, but if yeah. you put in Kevin Ross RN, pretty much on every social platform, Twitter, YouTube, wherever, you'll find me. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, actually, that that's a that's one of the things that we have to to try to figure out how to make it more visible or easier for people to find. And Landon, I know I've had you in uh, in the podcast a couple of times already, but please share your social handles to the to the audience. Yeah, best way to find me is just Landon BTW on Instagram. That's kind of just been my hub for a while. So just remember Landon BTW, and you can find everything. Easy enough. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week and I appreciate your time.